Indian Raptors win. Get out the salami and cheese, mama. This ball game is over. There you go, folks. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Terp episode 15. 15 weeks in. Uh, first of all, sorry for the delay. We've had a little bit of a rough last week traveling here and there. Uh, so we're launching a midweek episode, and we want to cover a bunch of games in there. So we'd get into it, discuss the games, and hopefully make it a little easy for everyone here. Akshay, how's your week, man? Tell me more about it. It was good. It was busy. I'm, uh, I'm traveling tomorrow uh, to Mexico to hang out with my family. And so we're doing the, the taping tonight for that reason. And then we're going to, as Talib said, we're going to tape again the following Sunday, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. Um, week was really busy, just getting ready to go, did a lot of work. We went to Detroit. That's part of the reason we didn't tape on Sunday because we got home. I got home at like almost one. You probably got home at like one thirty. Yeah, it was a little uh, late. It was late. Yeah. Yeah. So and there, we had no energy to tape <laughs> after two days in Detroit and, uh, and then come back home and, and try to put on a, a good podcast with good analysis. So we skipped out on it. And then we, we heard a few messages from our friends who were like, where's the episode? I was like, it's coming. It's coming. So here it is, finally. So Talib, before we get into anything, what did you think of the beautiful city of Detroit? You know what? I'm going to say it, it actually is a beautiful city. I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give Detroit props on that one. A lot of misconceptions going into Detroit. We always think it's a burnt, rundown city. And we were downtown Detroit, so we didn't probably see that part of the town, like any city. But great city. Uh, loved it so far. We had lots of pizza, man. Detroit pizza oh, is pretty good. God. I think I'm sick and tired of pizza. We had a lot yeah. of pizza. Like good quality <laughs> pizza. So it was good. Uh, we got there a night early, so we partied up for, for the night. And then the next day for the Raptor. Tell, let's talk about the bit of the Raptor experience there. So the game was at 4 p.m. I'm pretty sure they make it 4 p.m. So I think it allows for people to get back yeah. into Toronto. So at like a relatively okay hour instead of you coming back at like yeah. two in the morning or three in the morning. So that was that was it was a great a great arena. So they play at the what was it Caesars Little, Little Caesars, Caesars Arena. Little Caesars arena. So they're downtown Detroit, right near. As I call it, Comerica Park. Yes, Comerica. We got it right this time. You said it right this time. No, he usually goes Comerica. Comerica. Comerica Park. And, uh, Comerica. Comerica Park and four, four fields. So it's right in yeah. downtown Detroit. Uh, great city so far. But like, we got there early. So get this. We got there at 2 p.m., right? No, and one one thirty, one thirty, one thirty. Yeah, yeah. No one shows up to any stadiums at 1 o'clock. I think we were the only ones there for the first yeah. like an hour. <laughs> literally i remember you asking like is there a game here because even if you go to like near the acc for uh, like three hours before the game there's people drinking any game doesn't matter if it's a leafs game raptors game there's people drinking there's people around literally it was ghost town it was the six of us walking around the literally entire looking, arena we're like literally looking for something we're like okay, yeah. got someone here is there like a hidden entrance that we can go and find someone find like other fans or detroit fans raptor fans that we can actually hang out with uh turns out no, no. there was no one there so we had to but we did end up going to a bar attached to the stadium right yeah we went to a, a, another pizza bar <laughs> another pizza bar it was all pizza bar attached and it wasn't it wasn't little caesars it was pretty decent yeah. And get this, at 2 p.m., all the buses start rolling in. So you mm-hmm. see a lot of Raptor fans coming in. Everyone's in. And that's when you saw the entire bar was – actually, would you say all Raptor fans? It was majority yeah. of Raptor fans. It was – I mean, it looked like all the Pistons fans arrived at like 3.55 p.m. And so – but from like 2 o'clock till 3.45, 3.55, it was all Raptor fans. That whole bar was Raptor fans. Like it was all red jerseys throughout that bar. 
um, spending those Canadian dollars in Detroit. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It got busy about two thirty three. Yeah, it got busy. It got busy, yeah. And then uh, I ordered a Caesar, and I <laughs> and I went to the washroom, and my friends decided to tell the waitress to make it spicy enough that I'll drink it, but spicy that I'll be annoyed with it. That's, That's right. what they told them. That's exactly. <laughs> and it was so spicy. But I did finish it. I was just complaining the whole way through drinking that Caesar. I'll tell you, spicy pee, baby. That's what we do it for. Yeah. Pascal Siakam, shout out. That's what we do this. You got that spice right in for you. But the best part about this thing, it was we get in the stadium and we find out it's bobblehead day. Yeah. But whose bobblehead are we getting? Reggie Jackson. <laughs> and the, the best part is, I think the first 10,000 fans get it. You know who gets there early on these games? It's all Raptor fans. Yeah. <laughs> the people who had Reggie Jackson bobbleheads are all these Raptor fans. And Raptor fans are cheap. Like we ain't like so we take the free stuff and we walk around with a Reggie Jackson bobblehead. Yeah, I got mine beside my Jose Batista bobblehead now. What a fitting um, uh, Reggie Jackson <laughs> bobblehead. So yeah, we got that and then I got there and got the the bobblehead and then the whole concourse area is really wide and has a lot of room to do things. Uh, so there's like areas where you can go take photos. There was some like green screen thing that we went on. Um, there was like areas where you could shoot basket, shoot hoops, uh, which they used to have at the ACC, but now they've closed that area off, right? There's the, the games area is not there anymore. Well, it is, uh, an, it is a new stadium. It's a very new stadium. It's two yeah, years old. Yeah. So it's a very good, a very well-maintained stadium. So it was really yeah. exciting to see. Uh, crowd was loud. I mean, the the Raptor fans were loud. I, I, th- I, I definitely thought that they were pumping sound into that stadium like it was the speakers were blaring it was blaring the whole way through like it was just i guess piston fans aren't very loud naturally so they just put a lot of fake noise into the stadium also um, the, the announcer was on the mic quite often so every time we'd go let's go raptor he'd be like defense yeah. and, then, and then he'd chant reggie i'm like oh my god that is such a long thing reggie reggie and no one's picking up i think he's the only one singing saying reggie reggie because Reggie Jackson made a couple of plays here and there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but great arena, great arena. There are no Pistons. I mean, there were Pistons. Fans. The, the guy and his uh, son, the Pistons fan beside me, and I was just like, no filter. I think I was pretty loud. <laughs> I was just screaming in the face every time Kawhi made a free throw. I was like, yeah, free throw. And the guy would just be quiet. And then if he missed the free throw, the kid, in this case, was like 10 years old, would just clap really, really loud as well. <laughs> Yeah, there was one Raptor fan behind us who was like joining us in the chants. Um, but the chant, the the Raptor fans in level one hundred section, we were in the cheap seats. They were pretty loud. I thought they did a good job. You said one time we really had the chants going. I think sometime in the third or something, like that, we really had the "Let's Go Raptors" going, and it literally they they drowned us out with with really loud defense defense going over the over the uh, PA. Um, I I was I was disappointed that like. The Pistons are a good team this year. They've got a good like, they've got a good core. They've got a good coach now. You know who's going to actually make this team better. Like we, I can tell, we can tell you that from experience, seeing Casey for so many years. Um, and you know they've got one of the top teams coming in on a on a weekend game. And I felt like twenty five percent of that stadium was empty, and half of the people that were there were from Toronto. Like is that that's pretty accurate, right? Like a quarter of the stadium was empty. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely. I don't know if it's like Detroit fans in general that uh, there weren't that many of them in that area, or 
you know, I mean, it's probably I don't know what the issue is. I mean, we have a pretty rabid fan base in Toronto is because we haven't won anything, so everyone's just hungry for a win. I don't um, know. Like Detroit's a team that's gonna like hover around six, but you know has no championship. Like we've been there so many years, you know, like we're just there. Just yeah, but we were still in the crowd. Like the the stadium was filled. Like it was shocking to me that that quarter of the stadium with all the Raptor fans coming into town was still empty. So, I mean, maybe it's just they need to build the culture there and they need to get it going. Um, maybe Guys, they don't have the, I don't know. Also, if anyone wants to move to Detroit, I'm sure housing's really cheap there. So, I'm sure. And then you can be fans of Andre Drummond and, and Blake, Blake. Griffin, Blake Griffin and Ish Smith. Who oh. I didn't even know was still in the league. Like Ish Smith is still playing decent ball. He's always uh, killing the Raptors. These yeah. these these small herky jerky uh, backup point guards. They always kill the Raptors. Yeah, I was like, who Ish Smith is still? Is it wasn't he part of the process? I thought he was part no. of the process. <laughs> he's now processing in, yeah, in Detroit. But yeah, so far so good. Uh, it was a great experience. We lost, unfortunately. Raptors lost. We'll cover that in more detail analysis in that bit. But otherwise. Uh, fun experience. Highly recommend anyone if they want to go get a different experience to a different stadium and not feel like like still feel like a relatively home game almost with lots of Raptor fans. Detroit's a good uh, good bet and it's a fun experience. Yeah, only four and a half hours drive, so it's not not a bad deal. You can go the day of and come back the day of if it's an afternoon game. And if it's if it's a first round matchup with the Raptors, it's definitely going to be a one o'clock start time or something. Like Absolutely, that, right? one p.m. hundred <laughs> percent. It makes sense, right? We leave it like. 6 a.m. here. We get there for one. We finish the game. Come back home. Yeah, perfect. Yep, with the gas and tickets, it'll still be cheaper. Yeah, that's the amazing part. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that was our Detroit experience. It was a lot of fun. Everybody should go. um, Check it out. Uh, And uh, if you don't, try try going to Cleveland or try going to, I guess, Cleveland and in Detroit. They're too close. Cleveland. You ain't going to Cleveland. No one wants to go to Cleveland. (laughs) Even LeBron doesn't want to go to Cleveland anymore. Well, you don't. You don't want to watch Colin Sexton? No, I have no desire to watch any of this thing. If anything, I want to go to Cleveland to watch Tristan Thompson and uh, unveil more Tristan Thompson drama with Khloe Kardashian. Uh, maybe you'll see a Kardashian in the crowd. Maybe, maybe. All right, let's get into some likes and dislikes. All right, okay. Let's do some likes and dislikes. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> So we missed a lot of games this week. Uh, well, we didn't miss them. We, we skipped out on a lot of them because we, we are taping late. So we're going to do a lot. There's five games to cover this week. Well, we'll be quick. Uh, yeah, we'll be quick. And a couple of games just don't matter. So we'll go really quick. Uh, so Toronto at Cleveland. This was, I know it feels like ages ago. But <laughs> Toronto got their butt kicked 126-101. Um, that was just, my my like was nothing. There was nothing about that game. That was the game where Serge got suspended. It felt like three players got injured. It was just. It was just like by the third quarter, you're like, just end this game. I don't care what the score is. Just end the game. Um, so that was pretty much my my dislike. It was just the injuries, the fighting. Nothing good out of it. There was no good likes out of this game. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, my dislike was uh, Jeremy Lin. I think Jeremy Lin has been struggled for a while now. He shot three for ten, minus fifteen. Really, really didn't get have anything going. Uh, what I liked, I love the fight, man. Serge uh... Ibaka. On the block. And you know what? It's Marquise Chris. So I had heard of Marquise Chris only a little bit. But then I looked up his old stuff. And, man, he is done. He's a dirty player, man. Yeah, yeah, He has pulled some dirty, dirty moves. But you know what? I could say about Serge being a really nice guy and everything like that. But, like, if you look at Serge's history, he's gotten into fights with James Johnson, Matt Barnes. 
who's this guy? Who's the other guy he wanted to go and fight with? He, uh, Brooke, Robin Lopez. So he's been in like quite a lot of altercations as well. Uh, but then the guy's got a sweet cooking show, which by f- just offside topic, he is doing some amazing promotion promo work for this. Stuff. I know the the, the Kwai stuff, the Kwai stuff. He, he got Kwai on this show, and then he yeah. asked him, "Hey, bro, are you gonna stay?" And then the the pro- raw material doesn't answer that question. It's just Kwai looking at Serge, and like three four seconds of awkward silence. Golden Serge has definitely has a future in social media afterwards. He was supposed to release the Gasol brothers one today, but he, it hasn't come out. It's going to come out, uh, who knows it's going to come out. It'll probably yeah. come out this summer. <laughs> I think it'll come back, come out in the next 24 hours. But he was supposed to release it today. Okay, so LA at Toronto, that was a win. That was LeBron's only game in Toronto. Um, a very expensive ticket for a not a very good game. Um, what I liked in that game was it was kind of an end-to-end win. They've, Raptors have been really good on games... Uh, on bouncing back from really embarrassing games, so there's a you know there's a handful of games that got embarrassed, and they pretty much bounced back on every single one of them with really good performances. And this was another one. Uh, my dislike is just like load management that they're pretending to do. So basically, the NBA has now said to all these teams that if it's a nationally televised game, you have to play your guys. So now what they're doing is they're playing LeBron 20 minutes, and when the game actually matters in the fourth quarter, he's not playing. He got he got pulled out in a game that was a ten point game with like seven or eight minutes to go. Like that that's ridiculous. It's still a ten point game. Something can happen, right? Um, they they pulled him out, so it's like kind of like this fake load management that's been going on. Uh, and then when they have a game that isn't nationally televised, LeBron just sits or they they put some injury there. So I, I found out that somebody paid uh, almost seven thousand dollars on StubHub for two courtside seats for the Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks game. And both Giannis and LeBron didn't play. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. And there's a few questions on that. If they bought the ticket recently, yeah. they should know. Like, you <laughs> buying tickets, you know the LeBron's out of the playoffs. Like, Giannis is, like, on fire. Like, on fire, whatever it is. I don't know about Giannis, but LeBron is not going to play majority of the games. And they're out of contention. So, like, I even feel bad for people who went and watched the LA Lakers at Toronto. Because I was like, this can't even be a fun game. The yeah. team is garbage. LeBron is, like... Like I don't, he's like a sh- sh- he, well, he doesn't play that much. That's what it is. And he, when he plays, he's got no shooters, and we saw that. Like yeah, he was, he could have had like at least twenty assists. Don't get <laughs> me wrong, he could have easily ever get fifteen assists because he's passing the ball. But he's got no one shooting the ball, like no one worthwhile shooting. So, uh, my dislike, nothing, because we just crushed him. I think it was really easy to win. My like was, uh, you know, it was great to stop LeBron, but it wasn't the LeBron that I know that you know you want to stop. It's this is like a shell of a different LeBron in LA. So like the LeBron that used to terrorize us was I think in Cleveland or in, in Miami back in the day. So I don't think we're ever going to see that type of LeBron unless his team gets improved. So that's a, that's a discussion for another day. But I like that uh, we beat LeBron. But yeah, just like maybe I'll say like it's not the real LeBron. Yeah, it didn't feel like I didn't have that hype, you know, that we usually have. Uh, okay, Toronto at Detroit. That's the game we went to in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, I liked three-point shooting. It's really been coming around since the All-Star break. So I love that because it, it really is like the great equalizer. Even if you're not playing well, it kind of equalizes the game. And if you're playing well, it just destroys the other team. Um, and then Van Vliet came back. That was his first game back. And oh, he was I thought, amazing. I thought, I mean, this is obviously specific to that game. But since that game, 
he's been playing fantastic. He's, he's been moving the best I've ever seen him moving. Um, I dislike, I mean, we lost, it's fine. I, I didn't really care that much because it's not a game that matters a whole lot. But uh, my dislike was the PA announcer actively drowning us out. Yeah, it was pretty, it's very active. It's yeah. like he knew, right? Uh, how about you? What'd you like? What'd you dislike? Uh, uh, same thing. The like, I love the three-point field goal percentage. You know, we're shooting 50%, which is really good. Uh, Detroit, not a really good three-point defending team, but it was good to get our feet moving as well. Like, I think we got Van Fleet hitting a lot of threes as well. So that kind of spaced out the offense a lot more. Uh, what I disliked, uh, rebounding was an issue in the paint offense, like Detroit shot 25 to 38 near the rim. So they were like over 60% near the rim while we shot only 11 for 20. So the issue is that we were relying on our three point to another level mid range as, as much where Detroit just pummeled us inside and they pummeled us inside with Blake Griffin. Uh, Andre Drummond grabbed like, I think 14 boards, which is like insane. And he was the offensive, the offensive game was different. I just think Gasol needed better usage. Uh, they didn't use him as much. He had almost had a triple double. Don't get me wrong. But in the offensive end, they needed him to be a little aggressive inside the paint because you need to get in the paint. You need to get these guys in foul trouble as much as it is. That's how they start being so aggressive. So any like player like that, I think Andre Drummond or Blake Griffin for that matter, the way you can stop these guys from being so good defensively is you have to be so aggressive on the offensive end so you can get them in a couple of fouls, make them rethink their decisions a lot more on the, the strips and everything like that. So... We need a little bit more of that from Serge. Serge wasn't playing this game, but for Gasol, a bit more. Just go in there, dominate, try to get that foul. So, yeah, I mean, you also had Eric Moreland trying to defend. And- oh, that, 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 that. <laughs> I think we had like a stretch of Eric Moreland, OG, Norm, Jeremy Lin. And oh my God, it was awful. It yeah, was, it was awful. ugly. Ugly, oh, ugly, ugly. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, the New York Knicks at Toronto. I almost forgot about this game when I was prepping for this and I saw you put this on our on the Excel sheet. I was like, Oh, yeah, they played a game against New York. I forgot. Um, that was the game where Lowry got hurt. Uh, so I had to think back. So obviously, they, they just dominated that game. It, on, it looked like an NBA team versus a G League team. Like, it was it was not even close the whole way through. Um, also, any of the fans who were complaining that Nick Nurse should have taken Lowry out, he was, he was getting taken out in the next whistle. You don't take out your star players, even in a blowout, in the middle of the third quarter that often. It was the third quarter. That's yeah. the crazy part. It was the third quarter. But... But in all fairness, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the other side of this. I think, yeah, I agree there's a third quarter. But you're up 24. You don't need that. Yeah, you but he that. was coming out the next whistle, right? Like, it's just bad timing. I guess right? it is. But I think you don't – you have to, you got to be smart about that. Like, you, if you're up by 24, you know you rest in quiet. First of all, this is a back-to-back. I know. But you can't, is, you can't bubble wrap your stars. They got to play, right? This is a back-to-back, man. You got to be careful a lot of th- these things here. This is a back-to-back. You got to be good. You got to be comfortable. If you're up by 24, you know what? I'm going to give I'm gonna give OG, Norm, Jeremy Lin playing time. Larry should not be playing. That's my take on that one. I think it's like – and I think Even it's, halfway through the third when he's coming out from the next whistle. You take him out or as soon as you, you're up by 20, I think. 2024. <laughs> I guess the New York Knicks. I guess the New York Knicks. I know. I know. There's no but, other team. This is this is the most garbage team in the NBA, the most garbage run team in the NBA. This team has nothing but like, and that's the the most expensive valuation in the league too. So that's it's a weird team. So my, that's actually my dislike. My dislike. There was nothing to dislike about this game, but I was just looking at the Knicks roster and I was like, "There's nothing here." Like you guys, literally, you go and you see what they're selling on the New York Knicks website. Like their promo stuff is all with Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, uh, he was he he's fine. He can jump. He can block some stuff. But he's he's not like at least the other bad teams. Like if you look at Atlanta, they've got Trey Young. You look at Phoenix, they've well, got you know they've got uh, Booker and they've got Aiton. Like they've got something. These guys have nothing. You, do you they, they, they're pretty clear. They're, they're tanking for Zion and they're going after Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right? So this is like, it's honestly going to a Nick game is probably going to be very difficult to go right now. But if they can get any of those stars, that automatically turns them into like a playoff team as much as it is. Yeah, but why would you want to go play there? Like they've such incompetent management. They've got drafted nothing. They've got no good players. Like I, I'd much rather go sign with the with the Nets. If you really care that much, right, about New York? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's also definitely an alternative. I think just is it's just a poorly run franchise. Like it's, but then again, when you're drafting, you don't have a you don't have a choice, right? So if Zion or RJ Barrett gets to like, or even uh, Ja Morant, the ja Morant or Ja Morant, I don't know what it is. Like those guys are great players. Mm-hmm. So if any of them go to New York, they're they're game changers. They're like franchise players. I think Zion is the one that I think if they get Zion, they shouldn't even go after Kevin Durant or Kyrie because that stagnates his development. Uh, you go after like a like a good supporting cast and vets, you know, like some guys who can help you push them. But you gotta, it, it's because then they do this stupid shit that they did with like Kristaps uh, Porzingis, right? They had Carmelo at the same time as him. When you know Carmelo is not going to be there, the, like the draft is uh, before free agency or after? Yes, no, it's before. Before, it's before. right? So you got to draft first. So yeah, you got draft first and you select. Yeah, before. Uh, okay, so last game of the week, which was yesterday, was Toronto at OKC. Toronto won in overtime, 123-114. Um, my like was 30 assists without Kyle. So this is kind of the Gasol effect. Like, he, he didn't get a lot of assists. I don't know what the number is. It's probably like oh, two. He had secondary assists, man. Yeah, he was, yeah. like, all over. He was, like, making good cuts, passes. Uh, he, he was unbelievable. I think he was really good in, like, the last three games. He's been fantastic. Yeah, I thought yesterday's game was great. I mean, the last three and a half minutes already talks about it. They missed a couple of shots, but OKC just made some killer threes. Like, like they were, like, people were draped on Paul George, and he made two threes. Like, that's also, six points. Russell Westbrook shot 50% from threes. Like, that's pretty ridiculous. He doesn't shoot that well. He has been shooting well recently. Uh, and you just realize how fast he is. Like the guy is like, yeah, yeah. he's not. He's one of his leaders in transition points. So he's you see him just go through, and he got the last bucket just off a transition play. Miss, boom, just go to the rack and get it. Like you have no one to guard him. They uh, the the playoff style defense they played yesterday was pretty interesting. Like it was the first time you saw Kawhi on the best player all year, I think, for any yeah. extended period. Like they they've been putting Danny on the best player. And yesterday they put him on Paul George and they made an active effort to like blitz Paul George really quick, like really quickly when he got the ball. And he, he, it was, it was a very much of a, Hey, we're not letting Paul George beat us. If Westbrook wants to beat us getting 40, knock yourself out. But we don't think you can beat us getting a 40. He almost did, but, but you could see the clear game plan. Let me ask you this. Westbrook shot 42. Uh, let, let me ask you if these are actually a really good number. 42 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. But he had like 8 turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Including a couple of really crucial ones down the stretch. 8 turnovers. Yeah. Like he's he's very turnover prone. Like he's, he's good. But like there's a lot of issues. Like his usage is all over the place. And also we didn't get our uh, – uh, we don't get to see our crowd favorite. Patrick Patterson didn't play. Uh. He doesn't play at all anymore. Yeah, he's done. He sh- he shouldn't have played. I was I made a joke in our chat yesterday that he shouldn't he shouldn't have played with the Raptors even. He was so bad. Um, you know what's funny though? We were we were talking in our group yesterday, 
And Pascal's had a little bit of a rough week outside of yesterday's game. Uh, and and you could see that he was slowing down. And it wasn't like overly concerned. It was just like, oh, he might have been hitting a little bit of a wall because he hasn't played so much basketball in his life. Uh, and then I made a comment in the group and a couple of the people agreed with me about that he's hitting a wall. And literally, <laughs> we, we said that after like his first two shots that he missed and then he dropped 31. <laughs> You were nuts. So, so you what do we Pascal know? Woke up, man. And good. What I think was coaching, man. Like the switches. Like Nick Nurse got the right switches on Pascal. Like there were two switches to get Pascal on on Russell and everything, and Pascal drove in right there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good stuff for that. So it was good. Overall, good. Uh, good. Uh, good game. All right. Okay. Tell us who we're sponsored by, Tal. March break is upon us, and now is the time to shine. March Madness is like. A gamble. Did I say March break? I say March Madness. March Madness is a gamble where you just pick a few teams and hope for the best. There's lots at stake, but it's all luck. You know what's also a lot at stake? Your dating and love life. So why not improve the odds by getting your headshot done by our friends at tinderphotography.ca. Luck is yours to create. Improve your chances by getting the right headshot and photos for your profile. And essentially, meet the girl or the guy of your dreams. Very good. Short one this week. Short one. Very short. Very short. Short one. Uh, just, I'm not a fan of March Madness. I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean, no, I have. Yo, uh, it's exciting, I, man. I have, I have, I have made everybody on this podcast super mad right now, but I am not a fan. Sorry. The did basketball is just bad. Did you, did you fill a, bra- a bracket? No, never. Okay, you know what? So I used to, I used to exactly think that, and I've been watching uh, a little bit of college ball lately, like just as when it's on, whatever it is. Not Duke, but all the other ones, whatever it's on. Uh, it is a lot more organized than we give it credit for. They run like four plays. That's yeah. about it. It's the same thing. Like it's nothing too complicated because half these guys can shoot, and defenses are half the time they're full court presses. Yeah, uh, like it's a lot of full court press. Like you see a lot of these guys. This is also young, so it's it's exciting to watch. Uh, but yeah, it's this. This is another thing on the. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll talk a bit more of the March Madness and I agree to disagree. All right. Okay. Let's do some agree or disagree. Lowry. Scoops it up. Lowry lets it fly. And it goes! Okay, so we have, uh, we're going to do a little bit of agree or disagree on the NBA today. Uh, so Jimmer Fredette signed back with an NBA team. He signed with the Phoenix Suns for a two-year deal. For, for anybody who doesn't know, Jimmer Fredette was uh, pretty highly touted coming out of uh, coming out of, I think, BYU or something. Is that, yep, that's where he came BYU. out? Yeah, um, BYU. And he, uh, he was really just a great shooter in college. And when you're a great shooter in college, you can be a great player. But he got to the NBA and he couldn't play defense and then kept getting cut. And then he went to China and he became a freaking superstar in China. He has like some crazy nickname there. I forgot what the nickname was. Uh, but a really big fan favorite and literally like a star star level player like a james harden level player in china he was, uh, he, was he was getting like 50 percent, 40 percent from three-point range yeah, yeah. like he was doing a lot man yeah so tal do you agree or disagree that he's gonna stick around in the nba oh yeah he's sticking around this is the new nba he's sticking around and the reason why it's phoenix and i think they're gonna they, they're gonna have another shooter on there to help them out with devin booker uh, I just hope he takes a good. He 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 is. They're able to position him really well. Phoenix again. You mentioned it's a shitty ass franchise. They don't know how their coaching's all a mess. Everything's all a mess. But you got to be able to to fit Jimmy Fredette in in like situations to for him to succeed. The guy has a lot of talent, man. When you shoot that well and you shot a lot well in college, uh, and it's it's good to see. Like the guys guys struggled quite a bit, right? Like he was traded a bunch of times. I think he went from like Sacramento to like yeah. 
Chicago, I want to say, but like on New on Chicago and then New, New Orleans. Uh, so he's done a bunch. So he'll be in the NBA. Now get to, get this. The reason I want to bring this up is I was, I was talking to someone today, and you look at the NCAA. There is, what, 64 teams in this tournament? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 60, I think 68, actually, because there's like a four-game plan before, but nobody Beforehand, pays attention right? to it. Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's just assume 64 for, yeah, for yeah. numbers' sake, right? So 64 teams, each team has, what, 10, let's just say 10, 10 players that are decently good, right? Bench, mm-hmm. right? So that's 640 players every year playing this tournament. Out of that, the NBA is 60 picks, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking at 60 picks, 640. That's just the college level. Like the chances are that some of these guys go on to become NBA stars is so little. It's so insane. And out of them, like they don't even make the NBA. These are just picks. Like we know that after pick 10, like these guys don't even get like like playing time. Like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that, right? Like I think after like pick 15, it's like a crapshoot. Yeah, that's when you pick your Brunos. You pick your Brunos, and he's doing well now, so good for him. But it's all crapshoot. So the the fact that Jimmer Fredette was a 10th overall pick, uh, didn't pan out, okay, fine, went to China, made some money, showcased his talents there with the Shanghai Sharks, and has come back, it's pretty awesome to see because it's that grit grind thing, and I'm happy for him. Uh, I just hope he does well. So So you think he's going to stick around? I don't think he's going to stick around. But we'll see. He's he's a really good shooter. We'll see. All right, let's do a second one. Uh, so yesterday, Joel Embiid might have done the cockiest post-game interview in the history of the NBA with uh, ESPN, and he basically said he 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 was amped up because they kept getting their ass kicked by Boston, and they finally won. Um, and Boston, everybody was saying that Boston guards him the best, and blah blah blah, and whatever. Um, anyway, so Joel Embiid said that he is the most unstoppable player in the NBA. Right, can do you, you agree with a, that? Can you say that in a Cameroon accent? Though? No, no, no. You can do it. You are you are the king of accents. I cannot uh, do the accent. I don't think I can do it. No. I don't think he's the most, most unstoppable player on the NBA. No, I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. I could do an African one, but I think I get really I get like I get like death threats from our African users, right? What do you think? Unstoppable though? Is he the most unstoppable player in the NBA? No, I don't think he's the most. I think um, I told you my favorite. My favorite. I think the most unstoppable player in the NBA right now, if you're looking at, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah. Antetokounmpo. Giannis, I agree with that. Giannis is like insane, right? Like the guy is like the guy's averaging more. He's doing well. Uh, yeah, but you know, we, the, the credit is Giannis doesn't shoot threes. Okay, let me tell you that. Joel Embiid shoots 29 percent from threes. Yeah, yeah, he Giannis shoots twenty seven percent. He doesn't. That's either. not exactly anything. Like Embiid yeah. is not a really a good three point shooter either, right? Like we see with the Raptors play Embiid, we leave him open. We're like, yo, if you're gonna beat us with a three point shot, we'll take our chances in this one, right? But Embiid, what made him say that a lot? If you look at the last month or so, the guy has been averaging seventeen points. Sorry, seventeen boards. Mm-hmm. And he's been on twenty. I think twenty seven points, twenty seventeen boards. He is on a tear. Like he's doing a good job of just grabbing the boards and everything. So I can see where he's coming from. Uh, and I think he's done well for his team. Like the, the Boston win is obviously amped up. He's, they've, they've played some. They've played, first of all, they've they've also played like Sacramento, Cleveland, and in, and, a, and handicapped Indiana. So I don't see that as like a legitimate competition. I think the only competition that they did well was against, was against Milwaukee, right? Yeah, they won Milwaukee and MB dropped 40 and 15. So that's also a big thing as well. So good for them. Uh, but I think Embiid is not the greatest 
at, at all that that moment. Not great. It's unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah, he's not unstoppable. For I, that game, okay. For that game where Embiid dropped 40, Giannis dropped 52. There you go. <laughs> Giannis dropped 52, 16 boards, 7 assists. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Giannis is more unstoppable than, than uh, Embiid. But if Embiid can learn to shoot, really it's a battle of these two who can learn to shoot. Uh, man, I think you know? I, I, I pick Giannis all day. I think Giannis, Embiid has like that post game, but Giannis has that like drive, which is like, could terrify like any freaking guard. He literally can guard anyone on the anyone on the thing. Or Embiid, I don't think he can guard a point guard. Yeah. He's not that fast. Yeah, that's all it is, right? Uh, okay, next up. Okay, so I need a quick answer on this one. LeBron James has officially lost his best player in the NBA status. Do you um, agree or disagree with that? I took a shit. I, I, I took. Uh, I hated on LeBron earlier on, but my answer is different. I don't think he's lost it. I think he still is one of the best. He is the best player in the NBA. He's the he, best. He's the best. And the reason I say that is because he just needs to turn it on. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And he's very selective in when he turns it on. And we've seen that over the years where Le- when LeBron needs to turn it on, yes. But he needs good players. Like I think around him, around every team, right? Unless you're like James Harden, who's like basically does this. Sh- you could put anyone on James Harden's team. That I could play with James Harden and we'd win the game because he's a straight-up ridiculous shooter. But LeBron James, overall, best everything defense points assists make everyone better he's the, he's he's the best really no i think he's lost it i think he's i think he's lost it to giannis cuz you know what he, it's the first time in his career where he had to turn it on and he knew he had to turn it on and even announced he was turning on playoff mode or whatever he said he was doing and he turned it on and they he he didn't carry them and he was not yeah. great and he, so that's he, the first time i thought oh I, he's I think still I, great. He's just not the best player in the NBA now. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's the thing. But we'll see. We'll see. LeBron has done things in the past. Maybe next year he comes back with a much better roster and dominates and scores forty points in the finals again. I don't know. I couldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. But yo, and see, then then he's going. This is this is what the plot of Space Jam Two is going to be. Space Jam Two is going to be him going to LA, shitty ass season, yeah. and then he meets the Monstars and has like feels this rejuvenation love of basketball, and then oh, Space Jam Two is his finding finding love of basketball through Bugs Bunny, and boom, they beat the Monstars again. And that's return. That's the return of LeBron. Michael Jordan was coming out of retirement. LeBron is just going back to like LeBron mode. Wow! Spoiler alert, man. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> okay, before we do our predictions, uh, we haven't done our quiet percentage in in about a month. So let's just recap the last month. What's happened? So the Raptors are still playing well. Yeah. They've been managing the loads more than they've ever done uh, for for him. Uh, he did come out and say he's feeling very healthy and happy in a in a I think a practice interview that was just replayed over and over again in Toronto sports for a whole week. Um, so that was really positive. And then he made a they made a joke about it on the promo for uh, how hungry are you as well. Yeah and, yeah. and so with all that being said, I think you were I was at forty five. I think where were you at last time? You remember I'll- what you're. I, I was I was at fifty. You were something around mid fifties, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. What I'm is at, what is your percentage now? I'm at sixty. Sixty? Oh, I'm yeah. not there. I'm at like fifty-one. Man, the guy. Went on, I, I I did not think he was gonna go on a damn cooking show, and like and had a had a conversation with Serge. 
for all of what the media tells you about, like, oh, Kawhi doesn't have friends or doesn't like a loner or anything. This guy went on a cooking show. He's probably going to eat worms. He, like ESPN asked him to do like a like a do you want to do a twenty minute special or something on an interview? Yeah, yeah. Sit down interview. He's basically like, nah, I want to do a cooking show with Serge Ibaka. Exactly. So, so like, oh, we should have explained our sir Kawhi percentage is the percentage we think he's going to stay. Yeah, we didn't explain that <laughs> in case anybody didn't listen to our. Our, our quiet percentage five episodes ago or whatever it was okay so you think 60 i'm at 51 okay so uh, we're, we're right. creeping up we're creeping up it's good it's trending in the right direction all right let's that, do predictions really quickly that, that thing takes a nosedive rappers get bounced the first yeah, round yeah. <laughs> goes to zero. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like i will i will pick up your bags to la for you quiet sorry yeah. if, you, if they get bounced in the first round it's all good. yeah 100 percent. that thing goes down pretty fast Okay, so we're not taping till uh, till two Sundays from now, the thirtieth. So there's a bunch of games on the schedule. Okay, yeah, let's go then. Okay, see you, Toronto. Win or loss? What do you think? I got a win on that one. Okay, I got a loss on that one because Kyle's already announced he's not playing. Uh, Chicago at Toronto. Charlotte, Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte at Toronto. Sorry. Yeah, that's a win, Charlotte. Although Kemba, I tell you, man, Kemba's gonna get that super max. He's yeah. been, he's gonna be first team all, all. He's gonna be an All NBA player. The guy is beasting. He is by far the one one of the players where I think he's had almost like a like the organization has had a, like wasted his career. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. Like the guy had potential to be one of the like a really good player. They've just wasted his prime by giving him absolutely no one. It's the Kevin Garnett in Minnesota all over again, right? Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Except he's not Kevin as Gar- good as no, Kevin Garnett. But. Kevin Garnett even had Latrell Sprewell and Sam Cassell for that one year and everything. Yeah. They got him going a little bit. This guy's had Nicholas Batum. I know. Right? Washed Nicholas Batum. That's Batum. And Frank Kaminsky. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Okay, um, I, got, I got a win for that one too. Yeah. Charlotte. Oh, sorry. Chicago at Toronto. What do you got for yeah. that one? I got a loss because... We we're gonna this happens to the Raptors. Easy team. We just like we'll roll over and just like we'll like, give it to them. Sometimes I I don't have a good feeling about this. Uh, Zach Levine's gonna shoot like eight for fifty shots a game just to like just shoot us shoot himself out of the game and shoot us shoot, like, beat us almost in that sense. Right, I got a win on that one. Then we have Toronto at New York. These are some terrible games. Uh, what do you got? Win 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 win. Okay, I got a win for that one too. And then the last one before we tape again is Toronto at Chicago. What do you got? Yeah, I got a win. I, I know I, re- I wrote a loss, but I think it's a win. If we're losing the first one, we win the second one. But these are some god awful games. Like yeah. we, we should be able to win like at least four out of five. Like yeah. in a hypothetical, I'm, yeah. Like this is some. This is gonna be the dog days of basketball where you're kind of happy that there's you can go make plans on Raptor days because this is shitty ass games right here. But matter. April twelfth, no plans after April twelfth. No, I have canceled all my plans. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm not going to any 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 movies, any dinners, nothing. Yeah. No dates, nothing. Talib is not allowed to commit to any social engagements till after the first round is announced. And then he's allowed to only commit once that's announced around those games. Because he has committed in the past to social stuff and then the playoff games happen and then he's very upset and texting me how sad he is missing the game that is true that is true <laughs> so this year i banned him from making any social fights okay that's Legit. it uh anything awesome. else Alan? no nothing else i uh, appreciate the support guys uh follow us on the instagram on the untitled raptors instagram pod uh tag us in anything you find appropriate please don't tag us any nude pictures or any of that stuff like, we get those spam artists all the time uh, I'm looking at you, Tony. Uh, <laughs> uh, call them out on that thing. Boom. Uh, or Adnan for that matter. But other, other than that, it was good. I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate the support. Thank you for listening on. 
listen to us on Spotify or iTunes. Subscribe, give us a review, and always uh, have a good week. And uh, go Raptors, go. Yeah, go Raptors, go. We'll see you guys all in about nine days again. When we recap the exciting games. Oh, God. The New York Knicks and the Chicago and the Charlottes of the world. We'll, we'll try to come up with something more interesting than those games. Yeah, it'll be a lot more. <laughs> all right. Take care, everybody.